baby, come on in here. Welcome to the cookout. <laughs> hey, cookout cousins. How you doing? Hey. I just have one question, y'all. Who made the potato salad? Is that the new girlfriend? Hey. <laughs> like, you remember the last time and last year's cookout girl? She definitely can't come. <laughs> you tried it. Hello, cookout cousins. I am so glad you all could stop by and join us today. We have a lot of conversation, um, a lot of fun. Um, a lot of games. So let's just get into it. I am Ty. And Barbara will come soon. One day she will come. <laughs> She'll come in. Y'all, so so listen, y'all. So we are recording much earlier than we're accustomed to. So y'all gonna get okay. this up. Y'all might not get this in the actual recording. Y'all might just get this as a little snippet. <laughs> <laughs> hear, me, hear me y'all hear me y'all my bad my bad you know when you get that text and mm -mm. you like you're shocked and you're like <gasps> right and you're trying to respond and then it was a whole thing that just happened but hey y'all it's Barbara it's your girl how y'all doing <laughs> oh my god so I told them that I was going to drag them and I'm going to take my intro time to do just that so Ty I would say is a morning person but she can get up in the morning and she can function okay happy for her Barbara is absolutely a morning person she wakes up every morning at 4 35 o'clock just just because you know she wants to wake up and I think that is psychotic right <laughs> I think that there's an imbalance right that's real disrespectful and not enough to really like make your life different like not that you need professional help I just think it's just a little flaw because who wakes up at five o'clock every morning like that I think that's I think that's a little extreme so me on the other hand I just wake up when the Lord just taps me on my shoulder which is usually around 9 30 or 10 o'clock <laughs> in my mind I thought that that was early I've learned that it is not so today, Ty decided to be a good Samaritan and help out a friend. So we had to get up and record earlier. And I told them I was going to drag them on air. And that's what I'm going to do because I'm truthful. Mm -mm. So I'm up early in the morning. And, and you will had... be just fine. You will right. Be just she's about fine. to go watch a good praise service after this. Listen, she'll come be on. She'll be all right. They trying to make excuses, but they will not work. <laughs> Because they got me up at the crack of dawn. In order for us to record at the time that we recorded, that means I had to get up earlier than that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. But how about how about you're about to have the most productive Sunday because of it? Right. And and do we get credit for that, Ty? Like, are we going to get... I think that we should. I think They're really should. trying to turn this around. I will not bend, okay? <laughs> My name is Zaina. I'm one of the hosts as well. I'm happy y'all are here. We finna get into who's invited. I'm pumped. So first, who is invited? We want to give a special shout out to Math Values. One of our friends, Tapello, is a co-founder, or at least she is a, I think she is a co-founder. A co-founder of it. If I'm wrong about that, y'all correct me, but I know that she was a part of um, the starting of this organization with one of her closest friends. Shout out to Nadira. 
They are two intelligent Black women, and they are doing amazing work. You can follow them on Instagram at Math Values. That's Math Values spelled exactly how it sounds. So their mission is to promote positive academic relationships and math education through free math tutoring and adolescent mentoring. Free. All of their um, benefits within the organization are free. Your children can literally sign up and get math tutoring wherever they are. And I don't know if they do international tutoring. I won't put that out there, but I know for sure across the country, that is a thing. And it's amazing. I've watched a few videos just because I don't do math. And so I'm going to just put myself out there and be like, let me just freshen up a little bit. Like, let me see if I can still carry the one. And it works. It works. Did you say carry the one? Sis? Absolutely. Carry Absolutely. All right. All right. Please excuse right. my dear Aunt Sally. Shout out to Humboldt School System. Okay. Come on, PEMDAS. Come on, PEMDAS. Okay. And it works. They have an amazing approach to how to deliver the information. It's fun. It's exciting. The colors are really bright. You know, children, it's sometimes it just take anything. And I want to shout them out and invite them to the cookout. They was already invited, but here's a formal invite. You don't even have to bring anything. Okay. Just, just, just bring yourself. Because it's always a good time with our friends. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say, I also want to insert, if you are someone who knows how to do math uh, very well and you're willing to assist in tutoring, they are looking to add more tutors um, to their organization. So please hit them up on their social medias if you're willing to give your time to the youth here. Thanks. Absolutely. I love that. Every time I talk about this or every time I see their videos on Instagram, it just makes me smile. I'm like, this is so dope. Like there's people out there that really like math and they like it enough to teach people. I think that's amazing. <laughs> but but to, that's amazing. Just to add to that, Zaina, oftentimes people lose their love of math because they weren't taught it in a way that they could uh-huh. be receptive to yes. or from people who look like them or in a way they could understand it. So very early on, a lot of black people disconnect from math and it's not because math is hard. So y'all can't see me, but I'm literally waving my hand because she's waving her hand. She's waving her hand. I disconnected at a very early age from math and then later from science. And I just felt like I couldn't do it. I don't have the capability for it. I'm not smart enough. It's just not my subject and everything around me affirmed that. And I just wish that I could go back to that time and not disconnect and know what resources or ask for more help or not be ashamed of that. But all of those things happen and I disconnected very early. So like catch me at your local Target looking on, on, on Safari trying to figure out how much the sale is because I don't know. I don't know. And it makes me mad when they don't have the little stickers up there to tell you what everything, where the, what's the price of it. You know, I don't know math. Help Thanks. me help you. I'm trying to spend money up in here. I digress. I, I digress. Okay, Shout out girl. to our friends, the Pelo and the Deer for this amazing yeah. organization. If you want to yeah. do any of their tutoring, please get into it. Please contact them. Um, I think Instagram is the best way. And from there, you can contact them in any other way based on what they have in their um, bio. Next, I want to invite Until Freedom. So because of this year, the election and all the things that were connected to it, I started really researching organizations that were promoting Black life, um, Black, um, what word am I looking for? Longevity, um, protecting folks all those different things. And so, of course, I fell in love with Tamika Mallory. I love her. I've watched almost all of her interviews and I just admire her for putting herself out there, for protecting her people, protecting us and really fighting for us and really being there. The personal sacrifices that she has made 
is commendable. And so I'm just like, how can I support what she has going on, what her partners have going on within the organization? And so I found out about Until Freedom. Until Freedom is filled with organizers, lawyers, artists, and survivors of injustice. Together, they build and organize. And it's that simple. And so you can follow them on Instagram at Until Freedom. I think they have a Twitter. Their cash app is uh, dollar sign Until Freedom. It's very consistent. And so they go and they, they go where the need is. Um, and a lot of times it's in a bunch of different places, whether it's a march, whether um, I know a lot of uh, Tamika Mallory spent a lot of time in Kentucky um, fighting for Breonna Taylor and the, and the sentence and all those other things like that. So that's an amazing organization that I support and I often send money to, even if it's just $5, I feel like I'm doing something, I'm contributing to something that's bigger than myself. So I'm inviting them, I'm inviting the crew, family, definitely can come up, pull up, don't have to bring anything, just pull up. Okay, so all these people ain't bringing anything, so that means we, us, we got to bring more stuff because they're not bringing it. That's why, a side wait, note. why they why are they not bringing that into the cookout? Because it just it just I'm southern and I feel like when you sometimes when you invite people, they you can't ask them to bring stuff. It's kind of rude. It's rude to come empty-handed. What? We can debunk that later, but it's okay. definitely it's definitely right. the <laughs> Barbara shaking her head. She like they don't make no sense. I know, but it, it ain't gotta make sense. What I always say, it just gotta be true. And I don't know if it's true, <laughs> so we'll debunk it later. These are the things. Okay. Okay. I have a couple more invites and I know I don't have a whole lot of time. So I also want to invite the cast of Fresh Prince. I'm sure that you all have seen the video of them um, having a reunion. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. It's not that they are relaunching the show, is it? It's just a reunion. No. So they're having like a closeout kind of episode, not episode, maybe mini movie, mini series. I don't oh, know don't. what to call it on HBO Max, I believe. Yes. Right. And so they're also going to be recording a reunion, I guess, with them watching it or like with the live audience. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but it's something like that. Something like that. Sounds good. Whatever that is, I'm about it. I watched the mini clip. I was on Facebook. I would spend a lot more time on Facebook. I don't know what that means, but I was watching a mini clip on Facebook and I saw all the cast, um, except for the father. His name always escapes me. But then when I hear it, I'm like, yes, that's who that is. Um, of course, because he has passed away, but the whole cast was there. It was light-skinned Aunt Viv. As an adult, I have learned how to um, intellectually think about things and not just accept things for what I see. So I have a, a few thoughts about the light-skinned, dark-skinned Aunt Viv beef. But they were, they were both present. And that- I didn't see her. <clears throat> Since at the end of it, that's where it cut. It was supposed to be this dramatic effect dark skin Aunt Viv walks in and everyone's like, of course we couldn't have a reunion without cutscene. Oh I said, right, right. That makes right. me excited. Love wins, love Come on. wins. I hate you, what? <laughs> I love, no, seriously, they use it in, in conjunction with pride, but I think it's true in a mm -hmm. bunch of different facets. Love wins, and I love that, that makes me so excited. Okay, so both the Aunt Vivs are gonna be there. I saw the little clips of them talking about the show and what it meant to them and some of the different moments and I just it just made me happy it made me happy I'm excited to see it's gonna be on HBO Max and I have that connected to my I'm have it free because it's connected to my phone service shout out shout out we love to see it 
Okay, Ty was like, let me get that login. <laughs> okay, just go ahead and slide it to me. Just just, just go ahead and slide you know, it to you me. You know how we do. I'm one person got it. We all got it. We all got it. Period. So my very last invite, I know I got a lot of folks invited, y'all. Y'all just, we're going we gonna to make it work. We have to open the back door and let everybody go into the backyard because here we are. So we had a listener. We had a listener submission. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make it clear that these are not our thoughts. This is a listener <laughs> submission because I haven't even had time to process this. I'm just okay. reading. Okay. Okay. So an audience submission was, so the PS5, we should invite the PS5. I know everybody's clutching their pearls. Okay. Mm. Stay with me. Stay with me. The audience submission was, we should invite the PS5 to the cookout since the black men are more committed to it than their women. At least it shows they know how to commit to something or someone. Mm. LOL. <laughs> LOL. Mm. Okay. This was a listener submission. Off top, I, I see some truth. <laughs> I see some truth. I see some similarities. Mm, okay. Uh, I really want right. to get y'all feedback, but I just spent a lot of time inviting <sighs> people, so we're going to circle back. We but that was an audience back. submission. I want you to know that I laughed out loud because I was like, <laughs> so that's where we going? It early in that's- the morning was ain't they had no sleep. That's what we going to do. <laughs> Sounds good. Todd, please mm-hmm. tell me who is not invited. So that was a really cute submission. Um, I do want to thank the person who put that out there. Thank you for, you know, listening and and contributing to our segment. But I'm going to go ahead and take that invite over to the Uno table, and we're going to go ahead and reverse that bit. Um, My husband ain't got one. Ain't no PS5 at this cookout. Ain't no Let me tell y'all something. As a matter of fact, let me tell y'all who's not invited. If you, the PS5, you ain't coming. Best Buy, Walmart, GameStop, we got beef, okay? That release, foolish. The crashes on those websites, foolish. And I know y'all employees went ahead and copped y'all's first. Y'all ain't invited. Don't come. Again, my husband ain't got one. Can't nobody. Nope. Nope. Ma'am. And? Ma'am. Period. So let me get this right. You are uninviting everybody who got their PS5 because your husband didn't get his. Listen, I believe it was the great poet Tupac. Okay. When he was speaking about bad boy records that said, you know, forget. Okay. Well, that's not what he said, but F bad boy, you know, as a staff record okay. label and uh-huh. as a MF crew. Right. Oh. Okay, Let me tell okay. you how I feel because I'm going to go ahead and adapt that that beautiful quote that the great okay. poet said. Forget Walmart, Target, GameStop, Best Buy, and if you down with them, forget you too. Oh, all right. <clears throat> I appreciate you qu- quoting uh, the great philosopher Tupac. Uh, I think it's very timely. It is timely. Um, and I guess I just want to add, um, so was this in your vows? Because I'm trying to like process how your husband missing it means the Probably rest of the folk can't. Don't process that? All right. Don't process all right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to save you some brain cells. Don't process that. You're not going to lose no brain cells. I said what I said. What, if you have what, a PS5, don't show up to this cookout. Mm. And, oh, and the ones that were poaching, because I posted about this on Facebook. 
had somebody slide up in my DMs. Oh, my homeboy got a few for sale. What? Y'all the reason I don't have one. Ooh, ooh. But I should I should throw out the fact that I got my my Xbox. Um, just in case anybody was wondering. Um, I, I got mine. All right. So, anyways, uh, gr- great. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> she wow. wants to act ugly. She want me to act real ugly this early in the morning. She want me to act ugly, and I'm not gonna do that. I don't. That's I who's don't. not coming. I just, I just wanted to put that blessing in the atmosphere that you on the verge of not coming either. Oh, now how you finna kick me out my own cookout? She the hoe. My husband doesn't have his gaming system. Anybody else who got theirs don't show up unless you, you know bring what? it up for my husband. Don't show up. Here's the but thing. You, Here's the thing. It's it's the ride or die for me. Okay. Yeah. You hear me? You it's hear the me. ride or die for me. Okay, God, I see what you have done for others. Hello. Just it's the ride or die for me. Okay. I'm a ride the, like a stolen car. I guess okay. Hey. All right. Hey. Zayna. Hey. Zayna. Zayna. That was sometimes y'all. Sometimes we have to bring Zayna back down to earth. She's <laughs> like a, a kite that's like starting to flow. You gotta pull it back in. And we just oh, we gotta you have grab to pull it. it back in. Shout out to right. my mama. She did a great job of that. I cannot. Okay, so y'all listen. Let's get into these cookout conversations. All right, we at the spades table. We got some things that we need to unpack this week. Okay, first on the docket is. The fact that the occupant has yet to what? What does he has yet to do, y'all? Come on, let's play this guessing game. Conceive <laughs> and get ready to get up out them folks. How? He refuses. Let's he refuses. talk about that. Let's talk about that. I think it's I think it's so interesting. Are we surprised by that though? Like, is mm-hmm. that something that's shocking? No, a lot of commentators said that before the election was even really. I won't say up and going before we got really close, like two or three weeks out, people were like, look, this is going to be a thing. I very much doubt that we're going to have a peaceful transition of power. I think I was listening to Small Doses with Amanda Seals, who I, I really love listening to her when I have the brain space. She's really smart. So sometimes I'm like, okay, he's a lot of words. But <laughs> I was listening to the episode specifically when it was like side effects of James Baldwin. And I think his name is Eddie. I can't remember his name. Glaude. Eddie S. Glaude, I think the way it's pronounced. But he was talking about a bunch of different things. And he was like, look, the peaceful transition of power is definitely at risk when we're talking about a human who doesn't have the maturity to be able to do simple presidential duties, simple presidential expectations. So we're not surprised at all. Yeah, I didn't think anyone was surprised by this. I think, like you said, a lot of political commentators, even a lot of lay people who don't even have the words to like put in place about what a concession is or what it means. I don't think anybody was shocked by this. I think it's interesting because we haven't seen this occur since the early 1800s. I mean, y'all, the early 1800s. That's crazy that someone would break a tradition that has occurred since the early 1800s. Now I'm not saying all traditions are good because we know there was a lot of other things happening in the early 1800s, but it is interesting. You know, just a few, just a couple, you know, Uh, but it is interesting that he is not doing it. And so a lot of people are worried, Amanda Stills being one of them, she she framed it as a coup d'etat, right? Yeah. Um, That he is trying to steal this presidential election. And I brought this up because I am in a group with how will I phrase it? I'm in a Facebook group with Black uh, thought th- thinkers and intellectuals. Take your time. Take your time. Uh, you know, I'm trying to be careful with how I word it. 
and they have very unique perspectives on things. And I like to expose myself to that, right? I don't like only being in the room with people who think just like me. Um, it also makes me better at arguing my points. Um, so anyway, uh, a point was posed that why is it that Democrats have such a problem with the current occupant contesting this election when the same thing occurred with Al Gore several years back? The same thing occurred last election with Hillary, right? So, mm -hmm. so what is the difference in the occupant doing it versus Democratic nom um, nominees doing it? So what are your thoughts there? So my first thought is, for one, I can't really speak on the Al Gore election because I, I was a tot and I don't know. I do know, but I don't know. I, I wasn't present for that. But I was present for, of course, the last election and able to really see what I was seeing. And so the difference is the last election, there was tangible evidence of mishandling and voting not being accurate. My issue with this is nobody has provided any evidence to my understanding of voter fraud. Me, I've been researching, you know, God, if you want me to go back to school, just say that. And then I'm gonna sit down and then I'm gonna get you to say it again, just to be sure, right? Repeat, rinse, repeat. <laughs> but I've been doing a lot of research on election and on voting and voter suppression and all these different things that go into how we have our leadership within this country, how we elect our leadership within this country. And I found out, mind blown, voter, voter um, fraud is really not a thing. It's, it's kind of like a buzzword. It can happen. I won't say it's completely impossible, but from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, from my understanding, voter fraud looks like maybe you have a felony and you're not eligible to vote, or maybe you're not um, classified as a U.S. citizen, so you're not eligible to vote, or a, a number of other things kind of connected to those type of things, right? From my understanding, there were less than 40 cases within this last election. And remember, this was a record-breaking election. So there were a number of people who came out way more than I think we've ever seen or we've seen in a while, I would say. So we have all of those numbers of people who came out to vote and we had less than 40. I think the exact number is like 32 or something like that, but I'm going to say less than 40 as a buffer. Cases of voter fraud in this current administration, the outgoing administration, because they are outgoing, is saying that there is voter fraud. And nobody has been able to provide a good substance of evidence. So I'm just trying to figure out what are you talking about? Now, if you want to talk about voter suppression, that's a conversation. We can actually connect tangible things to that. But this voter fraud thing that they are laying, they putting all their eggs in the basket, all their eggs are in this basket right here, and they're not bending. They will not yield. It's interesting. And so when you think about our, our, our um, incoming leadership, they don't have the things that they need to be able to come in on, I think it's January 19th, and really start getting the ball rolling. A big part of that is funding. The money that's connected to, um, I don't know the specific, but I know there's funding that's out there that they need to know the workings and all of those different pieces to be able to really be in leadership. And they don't have that. And I'm just, I'm confused. So to answer your question, my thoughts are, I can't speak to Al Gore, but I can speak to the last election. And those things were tangible. Those things were tangible. And though there were evidence, there was evidence of that. 
I hear that. I hear that. What are your thoughts, Ty? How how are you viewing this this whole thing? I second what Zaina is saying. Um, it seems it truly, truly seems as if his not wanting to concede now is a pride and ego thing, not necessarily a fraud or the election was handled poorly. Like I, this is his ego not being able to take the fact that people do not want him or there were more people to overshadow uh, the group that he ignited. Um, so I was young for, I was really young for Al Gore as well. Um, so definitely not paying attention to the politics then. If I, and Barb, please correct me if I'm wrong. With the Hillary election, what I remember coming out of that is that it seems like she was winning the popular vote or something but lost electoral college, which stemmed a conversation on, okay, so what should we really be counting um, for the winner? Like, how should, we, how should we really be tallying those votes? So I think that was the conversation that came out of that. But with this president, it's like, but still, you're, you're not, you're not, like, you're, you're not, like, you're, you, it wouldn't matter, you're still not there. Um, right, right. So I think that with him not conceding, this is a tantrum. I, I think that this is childish behavior. <laughs> um, I would have to agree with President-elect Joe Biden in that this is really a disgrace to the office. It's showing the world that the leader that those folks selected um, truly does not know how to lead and concede with grace, with tact, with class. Like that's not there. Um, and to think that his, his children, are, well, Two of his children are still spewing this stuff, right? Like, oh, count all the legal ballots. There's voter fraud. This didn't happen and this didn't happen like that. Those narratives are going and they're putting that out into the media. And I'm, I'm truly wondering if they're going to use this as a tactic to influence the runoffs in Georgia, right? So you, they, these people stole the election from the people that we wanted. Uh, so let's make sure we show up and show out for this runoff to make sure we have those seats. I think you brought up an excellent point that, you know, they could be playing the long game here. And, and that's really what you're saying is using what's occurring now to influence Senate seats. And I mean, man, how wonderful would it be for the Dems to also have control of the Senate? And, and I don't know that that's what is going to happen. I'm not sure. And I mean, we'll see in the next coming months how these elections go. Um, but circling back to the difference that I wanted to kind of emphasize between what occurred this election and last election. So Ty, you you definitely hit it on the head, on the nail, the nail on the head. Nail on yes. the head, I think yes. that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't be knowing the sayings, but I'd be trying. Uh, <laughs> but um, you definitely hit, you hit that because you said Hillary won the popular vote accurate. She lost in the electorate, we know that. Um, she still conceded. And I think that's a point that a lot of people aren't bringing up that while yes, Russia was a topic of conversation and we spent four years investigating Russia's influence in the election, it did not prevent her from giving that concession speech, right? There, there was still, um, if we wanna say class or you know, however you choose to, to denote that, but she still did that, right? Al Gore, that one lasted about 30 or 37 days, I believe. And again, he still conceded, right? Like. I think the question here is, 
one, does there have to be a concession? No, it's not, there's no legal mandate that a losing candidate has to give a concession speech, but it's just like tradition, right? It's tradition to say, hey, I am supporting the new person in power. There are some who are arguing that Democrats did not do that for the occupant. And if I were to be objective, I would say that's true, right? You know, when the occupant won, four years ago, there were a lot of people who did not um, stand behind supporting this new administration and say, we're going to give him the chance to lead this country and, and see what he can do. Hillary said that right in her concession speech, she said he won, you know, and now we're trusting, you know, we're looking to see what he's, he's capable of doing. And so it's just interesting to see how uh, this is unfolding. There are also some politicos who are discussing how he actually could still win. Um, the seat. And while there are several different avenues that I think people who haven't been paying attention to politics, like they're not aware of it, I think they're very, very highly unlikely. And so, you know, even in the areas where he's contesting, him winning those areas still wouldn't get him enough. Um, he'd have to prove that there was fraud to even have this scene at the level of the house. The courts are not going to get involved. Um, so I love how Ty framed this as a tantrum. And um, Final thoughts. Oh yeah, go ahead. Come, really come back quick, in. Final thought. Mm -hmm. um, this this lack of concession in conjunction with um, there's voter fraud. And there's these other things, and I could still have a chance. That that in conjunction with the other things has given a lot of our current leadership, the occupants, followers, confidence in in. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but it, it has given them hope, I guess you could say. So I currently live in what I call Trump capital, or at least a, a major city in, in the Trump state. <laughs> and there have been different signs popping up that says it ain't over yet, bitches. In windows, on the back of cars, in yards. Yes. It ain't over yet, bitches. And at one house, it came up, and it was an old lady. I'm talking about she was old, old white lady. Mm. And I was just like, that's not nice. That's not nice. And they're just popping up in different places. And so it was like, wow, like you will hold on to anything. And I think even the times when Democrats have lost, and I don't even want to say Democrats, it's kind of, I want to say like Black people the many times that we have lost it's like man we really wanted this person not to save us but to give us an opportunity to be able to petition them to do x y and z it's kind of like okay we got to reframe we got to pull back we got to reframe we got to go in another direction and it seems like his followers are not doing that it's kind of like this is ours it belongs to us this is what we're doing and i'm just like it's the hate never stops the hate keeps going it, mm -hmm. it, it's ran by something other than gas. I don't know what they're using to fill <laughs> these cars. But Girl, wow. It's, it's called racism. <laughs> Listen, and I'm going to end on this quote and we can go to something else. That same um, podcast episode that I was listening to with Amanda Seals and Eddie S. Claude. I really hope I'm saying his name right. Eddie S. Claude Jr. He said at the end, we have to understand that the country is at a crossroads. Every time a new America is about to be born and we're the midwives, white supremacy is the umbilical cord wrapped around the baby's neck. And we allow white supremacy to choke the life out of it. Through me. Uh, Mic uh. drop. 
Whew, I don't think there's anything deep. else. Right. I, I mean, man, that that'll do it. So on that note, I'm going to transition us Please. into um, a real quick topic. We're not going to spend a ton of time here, but if, if y'all remember during the election cycle, Ice Cube, Lil Wayne, um, they both met with the occupant. Um, and if y'all haven't caught on to this by now, we call uh, Trump the occupant. I don't know if we've ever formally stated that, but just in case y'all needed that context. So they met with the occupant. Ice Cube actually drafted what he called the Platinum Plan for Black Economic Empowerment. And I don't know if either of y'all even took a glance at his plan or have have seen it, but um, man, I put together better reports in middle school. So I have questions for you all about what are your thoughts now that the occupant has not won. Um, Ice Cube stated publicly that he did not present this plan to Joe Biden's administration. And so like, what are your thoughts there? Do you think he's gonna carry this plan over to that side? Uh, what are your thoughts on the plan itself? Uh, should Ice Cube be speaking for the black delegate? Like, is he, was he elected as our, um, you know, as our, as our voice? So what are you thinking? First thing first, I'm the realest. Oh. I'm not about to do this with you, Zaina. I... <laughs> To answer your last question, no, no, we did not elect him and I did not vote for him. I actually never received my <laughs> ballot for him. Um, <laughs> it took me probably two months to receive my presidential ballot. So maybe it's lost in the mail or I don't mm. know. Mm -hmm. So there's that. I don't know who asked him. Mm. I did not ask him. I don't know who asked him. Or I don't know who spoke to him mm -hmm. to be in leadership. Still waiting on that as well. Um, I also <laughs> wonder why he didn't present this plan to both candidates. Right. To me, it speaks that he felt very confident that the occupant was going to get reelected and so didn't waste his time providing this plan or this option to uh, the president-elect or the vice president-elect currently. And so that makes me wonder like, okay, I'm also still cackling that you said you wrote better plans in middle school. Y'all have to know that Barbara's a freaking genius. So that is funny, <laughs> but like she's been smart a long time. So her middle you. school reports were probably like senior level things. I hate you. And my middle school reports were very much middle school reports. Okay. No middle school. Um, I'm now I'm interested in looking at it. I don't know. I don't know. I, th I do think that we, we, the Black community has other leadership who are more well-versed in issues that affect us, who are better connected, who are more aligned, and who have been doing this work more directly, who could put something like this together and it not look like a middle school report and it be very um, connected to our issues. And I mm -hmm. could name a number of people just off the mm -hmm. top of my head. Now, I don't know if they would want to, if they see value in that, but I do think that it would have behooved him to connect with some of those people who are already doing community work and who are already involved in civic engagement to say, hey, this is an idea that I have. What do you think? And you could actually shop that around. Those are my thoughts. I, I hear that, I agree. Uh, Ty, what are you thinking about this plan? What are your thoughts? Should he even present it to President-elect, Vice President-elect? Or does he just need to go on, go on about his business? Um, so I was actually trying to see if I could find it because for some reason, I thought 
when I first heard about it, that his, one of his arguments or something was that he offered to show it to both parties and that uh, the occupant was the only one who picked up on it. And when I, because I remember when I heard that, I was just like, yeah, of course he picked up on it. He's about to lose the Black vote in a major way. Like, of course. Um, but as I'm looking through now, it says his rep says that. So it makes me wonder what his rep really wanted for his image and such. Um, his, pl his plan. Um, you know, I, I think that as some, we always say that we want people to use their platforms. If you're up there, if you're someone who's leading. So I, in that way, I get it, right? If we're always saying, well, you have this type of power, you have this voice, people will listen to you. You need to use it. If this is his way of using it, um, then by all means, go for it. Um, if he thinks it's going to actually enact change, um, talk about it. Even if you don't think it is, because you know, Brianna Taylor's uh, the the state. What's his name? Daniel, whatever. Didn't think something was going to end that change. He didn't bring it up, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, so I'm, I I do think it should be something that's discussed. As I'm looking through the different things and I see, if I'm if I'm reading this correctly, that there was a whole piece about uh, prosecuting Ku Klux Klan and Antifa members, labeling them as terrorists. Aren't these the people that the occupant, the person he presented this to, um, the KKK and the, what is it, the good boys, whoever they are. Damn, are these the, stand by. This, are these <laughs> the fine citizens that he the was talking boys. about? Mm -hmm. But now yeah. it's a prosecution mm -hmm. piece. So I'm just, I'm like reading through this and I'm, I don't, and listen, if you think it's going to help the black community, I think it's great as a celebrity, if you have the power to be able to get the audience of the president-elect and the vice president-elect, talk about it. I also think you need to sit down with these movers and shakers of the day-to-day -day life. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I agree with you. You both brought up really good points. Ty, thank you for emphasizing that we should not get in the habit of telling people uh, to stay in their lanes because politics is all of our lanes, at least it should be. So I agree with you wholeheartedly that the answer is not, oh, you a rapper, so you should rap. Remember how that reporter on Fox told LeBron to shut up and dribble, right? So we're not, we're not signing up for that. He is allowed to speak to what he thinks is progressive for Black people. I just wish he, like Zaina said, in, invited people who have been doing this work for a very long time, have the language, have the, the historic um, information that could have made a more compelling argument for our needs. I wish he would have included more people, but here we are, so. We are just gonna leave that as that. Uh, I wanna transition us away from the election. I know the election is like running our lives right now, but so is something else, y'all. Uh, there's a global pandemic still occurring. Miss Rona. Miss <laughs> Rona with the red bottles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we we yeah. are actually legit still in a global pandemic, y'all. This is this has been a long 10 years and it's only been like one year. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, wow, it's been an exhausting decade. So like mm -hmm. Chicago, have y'all heard what's going on in Chicago and in other cities and states across the country when it comes to new lockdown man mandates? I think I saw someone post the other day, something about somebody went on like full lockdown, like how we were yeah. here in Georgia, <laughs> mm -hmm. full lockdown. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so that is the conversation, conversation, excuse me. Um, there have even been talks from the president-elect and vice president-elect's administration of what a four-week complete lockdown um, could look like and how having one could lead to this thing really, um, you know, in a sense being over, especially on the height of a vaccine, um, you know, becoming commercially available. So what are you all's thoughts about going back into lockdown? Do it. Uh, again. <laughs> Let me just, just give me enough time to get my snacks and my liquor. But now ma'am, now ma'am. Listen, I'm from Florida where we have hurricane parties, okay? Let me just go ahead and Not get Not a hurricane. Supply. What is hey, a hurricane I'm from, party? I'm from Tennessee and we, it's not. <laughs> Let me get my lockdown. For, torna for tornado, you know, everybody have a party in the basement or we might. What? Yes. We're talking party. We're talking DJ. We got like games going. What are we talking we got, about here? But we also have water. We also have food. food. We also have blankets. It helps if you have, if you're living someplace where there's gas. So even if the power goes out, you're good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not so mad we, at We're it. meant to be. You and I just <laughs> never fun. We are free. But you know what? I just, I love black people because we will turn anything into a celebration. You like, have to. You I mean, to. the world is ending, and here you are talking about let's have a hurricane party. Who you bringing the crown? Like what? You listen. Go out, <laughs> I'm gonna go out doing the bankhead bounce. Not the bankhead bounce. All right. Oh, well, yeah. about this vaccine. I mean, this vaccine is is on the verge of coming out, y'all. And there have been plenty of uh, TikTok politicians, is what I like to call them, um, or TikTok, uh, TikTok, Lord, help me talk today, Jesus, uh, TikTok evangelicals who have gone on TikTok talking about this vaccine is the mark of the beast. And if you take it, you are going to hell. And so what are you all's thoughts on that perspective? So um, me and Ty, like big blinking. We like, right. Okay. Uh -huh. Um, I actually saw a TikTok video with, um, is I don't know, was it, I don't know if Kev on stage reposted it. He did uh, repost it. So, so it was this, it was this young lady. It was this young lady. She did, you know how TikTok does. They put the music on the background and they, you know, they get the acting boots and, and and panties and stuff on, right? So she's going through this 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 timeline of. Um, acting out like I refuse to have the vaccine and then I think she gets beat for not having not taking the vaccine and she's still saying no and the guy was like you know you still have an opportunity to take it like what's your thoughts and she's like no and then I think the guy ended up end up killing her and she goes to heaven and she's rewarded because she did not take the mark I'm mad that Barbara's like laughing like this I had to watch it a few times because I didn't know what I was looking at I didn't know what I was looking at. And finally, when I got it, I was like, I mean, things that I do fear, right? Don't want to take the mark. Also, I don't know if this is the mark. And I, I don't see a correlation. I don't see a correlation between what I know about the mark and, and this vaccine. Unless Girl. there's like a computer chip in this vaccine or something. Girl. We're going to be in Walmart scanning our wrists. For our for our groceries, then I would be a little more alarmed. But mm -hmm. from what I know about the mark, I don't know if this is it. Is the same thing, right, uh, girl? I hear I hear you because 
<laughs> or whatever Kirk Franklin said. I've been trying, I, still, central theme, y'all, what Bible are these people reading? Y'all, you know, last week we got into it a bit about that. I still question, what are they reading? Ty, it's that NIV, that new, 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 new version. Oh, this is the new that new, 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 new. Me and my friends brought the new, new, new. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know what Bible they're reading either. It's, it's Mm -mm. very, it's very interesting. I have no idea. Um, I will say that I plan myself to wait to take the vaccine. I just would rather be um, cautious and kind of see what everybody else doing. And then I'm gonna wait it out. Because honestly, as a black person, we know that vaccines are typically, the first vaccines are not our friends. Oftentimes we were the people that were being tested on, right? You think about the field of gynecology, you think about the syphilis um, project, you think about a bunch of things. You're not, you're not Think wrong. about a bunch of things. Literally the reason why we have all these vaccines is because of a black woman and that was stolen from her. So I just, all I'm saying is, I'm going to keep wearing my mask. I'm going to double up. Like Nipsey Hussle said, double up. I'm going to double up. And okay. I'm going to keep living my life. And I'm just going to keep leaning on an everlasting arm. Because so, I ain't sure. Ma'am, ma'am. Did, but weren't you the one that said it takes vaccines a lot longer to be made? It does. Right? It does. It does. It does. I'm not denying any of that. It, it usually but, takes... It usually takes a long time. Now, granted, we have pushed out vaccines in, in less time as well, especially in the height of pandemics. I mean, in the height of global crisis, scientists like myself and other intelligent minds, we go to work. Am I concerned about this vaccine? Um, I want to look at the data just like other intelligent minds want to look at the data and they have to release the data, right? That's that's a federal mandate. And so once the information from those clinical trials are made available to the public, people like you, I, and other people who can understand what's going on in these papers, uh, will be able to see what it's looking like. Um, they're right now claiming 90 to 95% success. Those are good numbers when it comes to a vaccine. And so I hear people, I hear the skepticism. I don't think it's misplaced, especially for black people. I don't think it's misplaced. Um, But if we want this pandemic to end, we have to create immunity. Like it just is what it is. It it has to happen or y'all, we gonna be in our houses forever. You know, and and that's just that on that. I I do not believe that that's what thus said the Lord. Oh, he wants us to be on the porch. Does he? (laughs) He wants you on the porch. He wants us to go out. And spread the good news. Yeah. And if he wants us to do that, he might have gifted intelligent minds. He just might. He just might, honey. So I definitely think that that's a thing that that could have came up for sure. I want to know what Dr. Fauci is saying about all of this because that's who I'm listening to. Um, he recently. He recently went, I think on The View maybe, and he was, no, I think they showed a clip of it, but he recently was talking about like um, the vaccine and the success rate and all these different things. He also mentioned that he didn't think that it was likely that we um, were going to full lockdown or he felt like he said it wasn't, I don't think he said it was necessary to go on a full lockdown. Um, There's a bunch of people that within the current, um, within the current, not the current, 
the elect, the incoming folks are saying we need a four week lockdown, different things like that. And Dr. Fauci is like, well, we don't necessarily have to do that. Also, there's money connected to that that we don't necessarily have to give out. Small businesses, um, uh, middle class, different things like that. So I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know if we're going to go on full lockdown, even though a lot of people are in support of it, if it helps us to be able to calm down this pandemic. TPD, people say <laughs> as early as April, we could see the light at the end of the tunnel, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. So, I mean, that's that global pandemic. Here we are, 2020. Um, the finale. Um, so I'm going to gear us away from COVID unless any of y'all have any final thoughts. Mm -mm. Um, I really want us to spend some time talking about this expansion of the Stand Your Ground Law in Florida. So I don't know if y'all had time to read either the legislation or even the article from the Miami Herald that just kind of breaks down some of its moving pieces. Uh, but for y'all who might not be aware, Governor Ron DeSantis, I truly don't care if I'm saying his name right, has drafted an anti-mob legislation that would expand Florida's stand your ground law. So this is a move that critics are saying will allow armed citizens to shoot suspected looters or anyone engaged in quote unquote criminal mischief that disrupts a business. Okay, so lawyers says it, lawyers say that it's just one of the many troubling aspects of this bill being pushed by this Republican governor in response to police brutality protests that erupted across Florida and the U.S. this past summer due to the lives that were lost, um, such as George Floyd. Other key elements uh, of this proposal um, basically enhances criminal penalties for people involved in quote unquote violent or disorderly assemblies, y'all. What does that mean? That's a protest, right? By someone's definition, right? And it makes it a third degree felony, y'all, felony to block traffic during a protest. It also offers immunity to drivers who claim to have unintentionally killed or injured protesters who block traffic. And I'm gonna stop there because there's a lot of problematic things with this bill, but I wanted to get y'all's perspective on that. Let me get this straight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm scratching my eyebrows, cause what? Let me get this straight. So. They want to punish protesters for protesting mm -hmm. police brutality specifically. Now, this is what people are protesting about now, but I'm sure there'll be other protests, but we're talking about this specifically because this is where this is stemming from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Folks are mad about police brutality. People's children, friends, family, people that we don't know, trans people, I always talk about that, being murdered in the street, cold blood. And they want to punish the people by therein killing them and running them over. And if they are able to make it to the court, charging them with a third degree felony mm -hmm. because they were exercising their constitutional right. Not to mention right, right. The, media, the media decided that mm -hmm. black people were the main looters, black people and people of color. But right. we have since learned that everybody is out there looting. Correct. Everybody's Correct. out there stealing. Everybody Correct. is out there breaking in. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There were even people who were tagging it, who were agging it on and saying like, oh, black people did this, black people did that. But really it was some random person who just decided they wanted to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Florida, mm-hmm. get your people. Get your people. I'm going to say, but it, even, it goes even deeper than that for me. Please. In this, in this world, in this society where if you are a person of color, you are automatically assumed to be doing something wrong. Exactly. Uh-huh. This law just says, okay, just shoot and kill somebody and just just and get away with it. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it does not matter because it doesn't matter if it's true, it's suspected. It's the word suspected. Mm-hmm. That is a that that in legislation is fascinating to me. License to kill. The word suspected in a legal document, meaning I give the power to the person to interpret, right? Laws are supposed to stipulate, but I'm giving the power to you as a citizen to interpret what you're witnessing. And if what you interpret is considered criminal mischief, I'm giving you the legal protection to take a life. That's what that's saying just so we're all on the same page. The it's fact that this is trash. in Florida <laughs> is so, it's, it's, I don't even know if I should say oxymoron. I don't even know if that's the right word, but it's like the fact that this is happening in Florida where they were put on blast for Trayvon Martin's murder. Get into it, went, it. it went nationwide, it went worldwide. Yeah, there were protests across the world about specifically Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as time has went by, that young boy's life stopped right there in time. And his family had to go on. And we've learned more things throughout time about that case, about the circumstances, all of these different things. And the fact that this is still being promoted in Florida is mind boggling to me. It's like they have no sense of accountability or responsibility that I don't even have words for that that's crazy to me and and just to be sure this is something that they are proposing this is something that hasn't been passed yet correct this is a proposal this is mind-boggling to me Mm-hmm. I'm also very surprised I haven't seen any of this on my timeline. Nobody has talked about this expansion. And I follow a lot of activists. I follow a lot of um, civic um, engagement promoters and all these different things. And I haven't seen anything about this at all. Yeah, and I think it's because right now COVID and the election cycle are kind of taken over the media, if you will. And so you'd have to be into local politics to really see what's happening in these states. But um you know, this came across my my timeline and I looked more into it and I'm just, I'm flabbergasted just like you all are. Uh, the fact that they're making it a felony. I mean, do you all know, I'm sure you know the, the gravity of what a felony is versus a misdemeanor. And, you know, I'm not in, in law. We have law colleagues that could probably come on and talk better about this, but that's just wild to me that you being outside protesting in the state of Florida could potentially get you a felony. That, it mean, also, no, it also makes me wonder, and Ty, jump in whenever you want. I know this is your home state, so you have probably a lot of thoughts. I It also makes me wonder if this is passed, because I wouldn't put it past them to, to, to vote something like this in. If this mm. is passed, will other states follow suit? Chicago, 
Georgia. Um, I can see Tennessee throwing this out. I can see Wisconsin. All these different states where um, stories have went nationwide, have went worldwide about people being murdered, specifically Black people being murdered. And the protests that have been connected to that D.C. D.C. is a weird one. They're trying to make it a state. I'll let Barbara talk about D.C. But it just makes me wonder what other states follow suit if this is passed because this is something that we're doing for the betterment of our community. It makes me wonder what community are you thinking about because it can't be mine. Right, right. Because I think if this passes, it definitely sets a precedence, right? That we can do some, uh, we can set up racially motivated legislation. And as long as we can dress it up to make it look like we want to protect the majority of our citizens, and when I say majority, I don't mean like the number who live in the community. I mean the people who actually hold the power and privilege in those communities. Um, then it's going to pass. It's going to go. We can do this. I, my hope, my hope and my prayers that this doesn't because I can see that going wrong in so many ways. I mean, to me, the proposal itself is not right to begin with. Uh, but I could, I can literally see this playing out. Um, definitely playing out in Miami when all it takes is you you just have to be suspected and you can get away with it no yeah yeah so uh listeners for for any of you all who are in Florida um just just be armed and and not even just in the like weapon sense but with knowledge like know what's going on with these proposals know what's going on with the governor and with your legislature there because you know these are things that are in conversation and we want to make sure that your voices are heard and and how you want these things to play out in the state that you pay taxes to um and, and just know that we stand in support of you all um and and your rights and so I'm going to transition us out of the heavy topics. Okay. So we're going to get a little lighthearted. We're still at the stage table, y'all. And it's getting a little, it's getting a little hot. So I need us to cool down a bit and let's talk about something, something fun. So I recently went on a, um, I recently hung out with someone. Okay. And uh, we were just talking, we were, he was explaining to me how he has this ritualistic practice after ending a situation so let's see it could be they dated for a while or they just dated recently anyways where he throws out all of the furniture that she was on and I want to hear y'all's reaction so talk to me he throws out the mattress throws out the bed uh-uh, Zayna, the before ca- you get a <laughs> Zayna's about to give you a pass and she gonna answer the question but I just want y'all to know that Barbara stopped when she said I went out on I went out with a friend because I feel like that was going to say I went out on a date and we have not talked about this date cousins. We had to stay on. We had to stay on Barbara. We Barbara do not about be, this date cousins. She do not be telling us stuff or that is not you. true. We're going to get back on topic. I promise. But we're going to get back on topic. But I just wanted to point that out for Barbara. Our go ahead. Yeah, point it out because Barbara's <laughs> bad about it. Barbara Very bad is, about it. She's notorious for going out with the opposite sex or hanging out with the opposite sex, whatever that looks like. And she'll give us the bullet points. This what happened. Or she'll give us the real quick and dirty, like what you would tell your coworker as y'all pass the Xerox Ooh, machine. Don't do me. She would be like, this what happened. Dun, 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 and that's it. And me and Ty be like, no, that's not, that's not all. That's not all. And then later on, there's been times when we've let it go. And later on, she'll mention something. We'd be like, 
You didn't say that. <laughs> that is that is a pivotal part in the story. You did not say that. So now she's okay. Like, okay. So like, but but cookout cousins, let me tell y'all. Then when I want to give them details and tell them it all, I get no response. That's tired. <laughs> That's tired. You're so, dragging time. It's not me. Okay. <laughs> I was in a space where I could not respond the way I needed to. Here you go. Here you go. Okay, y'all, we're not going to let our friendship problems play on air. But listen. (laughs) (laughs) But but listen, y'all, he throws out the mattress. He throws out the bed, the frame, the couch. He said that it's an energy thing for him, that like he experienced her energy there. And like, if he's going into something new, he would not want to bring the energy from the previous situation into whatever the next one is. And I was so fascinated by this topic. And it made me think like, yo, we all do ritualistic practices and ending things. I mean, maybe not to the extreme of replacing furniture, but you delete pictures off of Instagram. Maybe you throw away the gifts or things that he bought you or she bought you. And so I just wanted to hear y'all thoughts. What like, what do y'all, what y'all thinking y'all? It's the privilege for me. It's the the privilege for me. I couldn't get past that because, you know, I've been broke by broke most of my life. Hear me. And for those who are not Greek, that that is something that I I say often broke by broke. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have a friend in undergrad who was like, I pledge me by me. And I was like, I love that. But she's fine. (laughs) I'm here for that. I've been broke by broke a long time within Mm -hmm. my life. And that idea of throwing out furniture based on energy is a level of privilege I don't know if I'll ever get to. And if I get to that level of privilege, I don't know if my broke by broke me will allow me to throw <laughs> furniture like that away. I I am speechless, but I do, I will say this, I do respect it and I do understand it. I can't say I don't understand it. And I can't say that if I was in a position to do that, that I wouldn't, I just, I just have never thought about it because here we are. Mm. Part mm-hmm. two, as he is breaking up with people, please add me to the group text because <laughs> I don't know where he gets his furniture from, but it sounds like okay. he like nice things. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I like nice things too. Not above the second hand because I take okay. that energy. I, 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 know, I know how to get energy out without throwing furniture away. Okay, praise, and that's and that's God. that and that's that on that. Ty, what are you thinking? What are you throwing out the mattress and the bed frame? Yeah, okay. it's the privilege for me. I don't I don't have those luxuries in life right now. <laughs> I don't have those luxuries. Um, but what I can do is discard all of your pictures. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I play my little song or two. Kaya, can't trust no. That's my okay. song. That's okay. my that's song. The, uh, the last so time good. I went through a little breakup. Because breakup, breakup songs always seem to come out around that time. Mm. Um, Drake, Drake right. song drop. Um, and you got the real one and your reflection. Oh, right. That was my song. Nice for what? Nice for what? Nice for what? I play my little song. I get in my little groove and then I proceed to forget that you ever existed. Okay. Um, so. All right. All right. Well, Zayla, what about you? How do you practice? As I've gotten older, oh my God. As I've gotten older, I just, I I don't even know if it's older or if it's just me learning more about myself. Mm -hmm. I have learned, um, because I was the type of person that would get really attached to someone. Mm 
Like I will go zero to a hundred as far as I like this person. I like their vibe. They fine. They can bust down on me. Okay, great. So when you want to get married, like what's good? Like I'm here and I'm committed. Uh Ride or die. And I, you Uh know, anybody who's listening knows that that is not healthy. You can't Mm -hmm. go from zero to a hundred. So when it comes to breakup, I will say that most of the times I keep pictures for years. Like I hold on to them for years. It's it's that's probably the last thing that goes for me because I don't know why. I honestly couldn't even put words to it, but it's like I don't want to let this picture go for some reason. Not necessarily you, but it's like I can't let this picture go. So I'll either maybe I delete it from my camera roll, but I have a place where I if I need to access it, I can't access it. That's one thing. Um, other things we've talked about this in the teaser, right? I didn't get a lot of gifts, so I didn't really got to give a lot of stuff away or throw things away or give it back or anything like that. I typically don't get a lot of tangible things. So that's mm-hmm. not a thing. Most of the time, the process for me is very mental. I have to mm-hmm. figure out how to get you out of my mind I and out that. of my thoughts, because mm-hmm. when I love you once, I love you forever. Mm-hmm. And that's very much true for me. I may not tell you that, but definitely know that if I love you once, I love you forever, truly. So oh, I agree. It's hard to get that person out of my mind and out of my space and out of my care, I guess you can say. So that for me, that's the hardest thing. The tangible things aren't as hard as getting that person out of my mind. Yeah, I don't think I've ever thrown away a gift. I can't say that I have. Um, I also don't think that I'm not the kind of person where looking at the gift is going to trigger a memory. Um, Mm -hmm. Music does that for me, though. So Mm -hmm. um, music, I guess, is maybe a love language. I know it's not an official love language, but definitely there are songs that I've experienced with a person or I listen to while being with a person. Those will trigger memories. There was a while (laughs) where I couldn't listen to NDRE because that's all I listened to in this one relationship. And so every time I listen to an NDRE song, he is what I thought of. but I can't say I would go to the extreme of ever throwing away a bed or a couch. And it just, I just found that to be so fascinating. And I was just like, all right. Another thing I have been recently going through my clothes and I have this, um, this jacket dress combo thing. It's like more dressier. And I know that I got it during a time where I was in a relationship with someone who was very toxic to very toxic to me and also just quite frankly very emotionally abusive just like it was like the relationship that I tell people that I survived because wow um looking back I'm just like what the fuck like what was going on (laughs) and truly it took me a long time to get over that um Mm -hmm. yes so I saw this dress and I was like I don't know if he bought this for me or I bought this when I was with him like we were in the store together I can't remember I'm also a type of person when I experience extreme trauma, I forget. Like I, there are huge gaps of my memory that I just can't even recall. I don't know if it was a dream or if I saw it on boondocks or what. I don't, I can't, it's just like, I, I forget it. I completely block it out. And because that is my coping mechanism, I, there are things that I just don't remember. So I'm like, I know this dress is connected to him some kind of way, but I can't remember how. And I was like, I like this dress. I ain't trying to throw it away. Also, every time I look at it, I think about this man and I don't like that either. So y'all let me know if y'all side swim. <laughs> I can't with you. Send it to me. 
so anyway that that's that that's the wrap on our cookout conversations for this week y'all uh if y'all have topics that y'all want us to talk about or things that come across your desk your news feeds your twitter feeds write in um i know at the end of the episode we're going to drop our social media handles and uh, we'll make sure to incorporate some of those topics moving forward but that's that on that y'all so i'm gonna kick it to zayna so she can let us know what's going on in these twitter streets girl Ain't nothing going on in the Twitter streets. Nothing worth nothing. talking about, truly. Truly. What? Like, it's regular old stuff. You know, same old, same old. The election really took a toll on a lot of us. And I feel like we're not talking about it enough. We're talking about it because we have a platform to talk about it. But I feel like right, right. people are in this space where they're just trying to regroup. They're trying to get their minds together. And it's kind of like, we're excited. You know, a good number of people. We're excited that our candidate won, but like, did they really win? And like, here we know, here we go with the paranoia. And so people are just like posting random memes, like things that are not connected to anything. There's a lot of TikToks uh, about the election. I saw this one TikTok and it threw me. I don't know if I sent this to y'all. I send y'all a lot of things. I apologize. But there's this one TikTok of this black girl. It was Monday morning after the election. And she was sitting on a call with, I think, 12 other white women. She was black, black woman. And, you know, they got on there and was like, yes, we have a new president. I'm so glad he won, like whatever, whatever. And so she's on there like straight face. And she was like, I just want to know which six or seven of y'all voted for him. And she, and and the lady on the other end was just like, no, like, you know, of course we would never, we would never. And she was like, which six or seven? Like she really putting a foot on the gas. Like she really wants <laughs> to know which six or seven. And so the other lady, probably she started buckling down. She was like, it was a really hard election. Like it was a really tough decision. Uh-uh. And she said, spit it out, spit it out. Which, which six or seven? And the lady on the end, finally, you can hear her like start to cry. Like she's like, you can hear the tears. And I was like, I know she ain't crying. Mm-hmm. what you crying for if you made mm-hmm. okay so i was like that's one let's find the other six because you just told on yourself that's right. all that literally that's all tiktok and twitter has been talking about that okay. that's, that's it. it so i'm sorry y'all. i ain't got the juice this week but i feel like you know the people is the mini maid is run out and they need to go back to <laughs> that's they all right no more, they ain't got no more juice that's, that's all, all right that's all right um I do think that we should lift our brother in prayer. If I'm not mistaken, Jeremiah. Oh, Mr. Birthday some, Sex. Some health things. Barbara, tell me some details about this because I think that you're the one. Who mentioned yeah, so I saw this actually on the shade room. Don't judge me, y'all. Um, I know everyone has mixed thoughts about the shade room. I know they problematic. I understand that. We can get into that on another episode. Do but I saw follow? it on the... <laughs> I saw it on the shade room that he um, has COVID um, that was confirmed mm. by his family and uh, put out by his family and he's actually not doing well he's he's having a very severe a very severe case and so I don't know 50 Cent has posted about it and some other celebrities have posted about it so we just hope that he does he does make it through y'all this pandemic is real just in case there's anyone out there still like is COVID a thing it's a thing it, it's a thing so we definitely want to keep him in our thoughts, our prayers, you know, your meditations, whatever it is that you do. Just know that he's, for sure. he's fighting up to a battle. Wow. For sure. Yeah. Well, y'all ready to take it on, Ty? 
We want to hear from you. What's the word? Uh, so it's about that time in the episode where we get to speak our mind, say our peace, and then have our peace. Uh, so let's get into these rants. Barb, what's good? Okay, y'all. So I'm not going to go off off like I did last week because I had a lot of aggression. <laughs> I had a lot of aggression. I'm going to be better this year. I'm going to be better. So really what I want to talk about is the misinformed critiquing the misinformed. I think it's so timely that Zayna brought up Amanda Seals because I literally was having a conversation with someone yesterday who gave me this, I don't really rock with Amanda Seals. You know, and I was like, oh, really? Tell me more, you know, pray tell, because I've heard this before. So I, I wanted to understand the why. And the more and more I challenged the, you know, to, to kind of get him to explain to me why he doesn't rock with her, um, the more and more it revealed that he didn't have all of the information himself to have formed the opinion. And it was often I watched a YouTube compilation who said this, or I, I saw someone else kind of put together these bullet points. And so I adopted it. And maybe there was like one or two situations I witnessed myself, but because of the rest of everything else, others said, you know, I don't care for her. And I'm fine with the I don't care for someone opinion. He called her dangerous to the black community and that's where I had to draw the line. You don't have to care for everyone who has a voice or who has a platform. There are people that have a voice and platform that I don't care for. Uh, I also feel I've done my research to get to that point and you didn't, but we'll come back to that. But like to say that someone is dangerous knowing that you're going off of spoon fed information is a problem for me. Um, I understand that it's now a buzzword to be like, do your research, right? But honestly, y'all do your research. If we're gonna go and make statements like I don't support X, Y, and Z, and, and we're gonna say loud and proud that they're dangerous or problematic for the black community, you need to be able to support that for reasons that are, are your own and not for reasons that someone else has concluded because you don't know the motive behind their conclusions. I just want us to be better, especially when it comes to black male voices, black women voices to not categorize or write people off, off of misinformation. So my rant this week are for the misinformed critiquing the misinformed. Get informed before making your decisions and your conclusions. That's it. That's all. So I was about to not have a rant this week, and I think I'm about to have one if this dog keeps scratching at this door. Ooh, 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 like ooh, I'm ooh, not ooh. busy. Yes, ma'am. Tag me back in. Tag me back in. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Tag. Also, tag me back in. So there's a second. Sorry, y'all. I'm terrible. There's a second thing that I wanted to not rant about because it's not my read, but I had a really good friend of mine who got asked a question and her response to me was classic. And so I wanted to read that on air <laughs> and I did get her permission y'all. So, you know, I ain't putting her out there. So she was recently asked why she's single. Okay. And I mean, it triggered her and she went off. So let me re read her response. Stop asking women why they're single. I wish there was a solution, an easy fix, a polite way to explain to people that this question is rude and annoying as hell. How are we supposed to answer that? Um, Because I'm not in a relationship, rolls eyes. It implies that singleness is the result of some characteristic about you that makes you undesirable to those looking for a life partner. Why does there have to be a reason, an explanation that suddenly makes it all make sense? And that's that on that. I thought it was interesting and timely. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he he meant well in asking her why she's single, but oftentimes singleness is phrased um, as there's a problem with the woman. And I just, I thought her response was classic. Okay, I'm done now, for real, for real. All right. <laughs> that was good. That was good, Barb. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so 
Mine isn't actually a rant this week, but a plea. Let me lay the scene out for y'all. I was tasked with making the Thanksgiving potato salad. Now, mm, okay. I don't eat potato salad. Although I did okay. have one yesterday that was really good, but I'm not a big potato salad fan. And I've made potato salad before, you know, but again, I don't eat it. So I just put stuff together that I've seen people do. I taste it. It tastes like potato salad. Other people eat it. They like it. They don't like it, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So this is what I need from y'all cookout cousins. This is my first Thanksgiving married. So, you know, I want to make sure that the, the potato salad is bomb this year, right? I want to make sure this is one that they remember. Mm -hmm. So, so I need y'all to uh, shoot me the recipes. You can drop the recipes down in the comments. If y'all know y'all got one, that's really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, send that. Help your girl out so I can make sure that the Thanksgiving potato salad is not flat, bland, and tasteless. Thank you. We want to oh, make sure she's also, married next Thanksgiving, so... <laughs> right. Yeah, so no be. raisins in the potato salad. I'll go and ahead and discard be. all those recipes. Thank you. Right. Right. <laughs> oh my God, Ty, you you are comedy, Barbara. I really liked your rant this week. That was both of those were really really good. I stand. So my rant this week is about me. I'm Ooh. gonna rant about myself. Oh, because I think reflection is important. And I totally, I blame anxiety because I'm always rerunning things in my head constantly, as well as my master's degree was in higher education, student affairs. And it's a very reflective type of field. It's a very look at yourself, look at other people. How could we be better type of field? And so I blame both of those things for how I constantly rerun things in my head. So God be showing me, me. Example. So I have a dog. I've, I talked about this. I believe in the teaser. I have a dog. Her name is Athena. She's two years old and she is a shorty. She's a Shizu Yorkie. She's 10 pounds of amazingness. So sweet. I really don't know how I got so lucky with her because like she literally does not bark. She barks maybe once every two weeks. She's super sweet, super lovable. She's a little too nice. I don't really, she'd be jumping on people and stuff like that, but she's small. So people tend to not mind. And she has a little ponytail which, on top which, of which her people, head. Which people don't mind? Love her. Most Barbara. people her. don't oh. mind. Oh. Oh. Barbara's not a dog person, or how she mm. says, she's not a dog person. <laughs> a so, dog person. <laughs> that's fine. I, I, you know, she has her things, and that's but fine. her. Their dogs be stalking me, y'all, and I don't understand that. The thing about do dogs is they most most dogs who are very kind and lovable are used to people loving on them. So when they mm. encounter somebody who doesn't reciprocate that energy they're like oh what's wrong with you let me bring you over here let me help you love me and that's what dogs typically do and so Barbara trying to keep her distance and trying to apply human understanding to dogs this is a drag she oh. wants dogs to keep their distance and dogs don't understand that concept and she's very intelligent so I know she understands that but she does not care <laughs> that's the basis I digress Thank you. So I am currently like removing things around in my house. And one thing about my dog, Athena, is she doesn't like change. She does not like change. So if the table is in the middle of the room, it needs to stay in the middle of the room. If the nightstand is over here beside the bed, the nightstand needs to stay there. 
if you typically light your incense on the entertainment center, the incense needs to stay on the entertainment center. Like that is just the type of dog she is. And when things change, she maybe she'll poop in the front door. She uses potty pads. So she knows exactly, she's been doing it for two years. She knows exactly where to go. She knows all the things. She's been taught very well. So she may leave some poop in a random place because you moved whatever. That is just how she navigates. And I've learned not to be upset about it because I just, that's just how she is. There's no sense in me going back into potty training things because she already knows these things. That's just like somebody telling you how to hold your pencil. You know how to hold your pencil. Nobody needs to reteach that to you. Like that's just a thing. I say that God shows me me is because I am the exact same way about life. I don't like change. I'm learning to accept change, whether that be locationally, whether that be with people, whether it be um, within friendships or just life. I am, most of us don't like change. And so oftentimes God shows me me through this 10 pound dog because I get mad at her for leaving poop somewhere or for peeing or for doing this or for doing this or whatever. And I'm like, you already know these things. Like just because that change is like, I'm here. I'm always going to be here. Like I'm, everything is fine. And God does the same thing to me. Things change, new things come about, new challenges are presented to me and I fall apart. And I metaphorically poop in a certain place or I metaphorically go do some stuff I ain't got no business doing because there's change and I'm trying to like understand it. And God is like, calm down. I'm going to be here. I'm always going to be here. It's going to be fine. And she did, Athena did this the other day and I just sat there and I was like, she gets on my nerves with this. And God is like, you do too. (laughs) This is what you do. (laughs) Drag me Mm -hmm. through this 10 pound dog. Truly, like, that's my rant. Change is a part of life. You just have to get used to it. It's a part of adulting for sure. There's always something new to navigate. There's always something new that comes and presents a challenge that you need to work through. And oftentimes it's for your betterment. You just have to have perspective. So this week's rant is definitely about me. And I'm going to tell this to y'all like I, like I tell it to myself. Just roll with the punches, okay? When the tide goes high, you go low and it's going to be okay. I think that's what surfers say. I don't really do the surfing, but I thought it was a nice metaphor, so I throw it out there. Barbara, stop looking confused. Don't okay. be like this. Okay, all right. When the tide goes... When the tide goes high, you go low. In the ocean, the water, ocean, ocean water. When the ocean tide water. goes high, you go low All so that, that you tide. can go through it. Because I, I was like, I use gain. I don't, I'm not a tide. I'm going to block you. I'm not I a tide. Hate I'm going to block so, you. So, no, I hear you. I just, I was like, <laughs> okay. We throwing tide out there now. She got money. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't throwing my furniture away. Somebody sat on it. I ain't never gonna let that go, girl. Me either. It's a privilege for me. That's my rant for this week, Barb. What we got? Well, y'all, it's time for us to close. I know it's it's always uh, a daunting part of the of the show because we are leaving you all for another week, but we're never leaving you all without thoughts uh, and ways to um, make it through the next week. And so, I'm going to leave us with our affirmations for the week. Um, I'm also using these affirmations again from Alex L because I just think she is so awesome and so amazing in the way that she phrases things. And so, y'all go check it out on our Instagram. But I'm going to read these to you before we close out for the week. Some gentle reminders for when things feel too heavy to hold. 
You are not too much to love, even when the people you want to love you can't. Mm. You are not a failure, even when you don't get it right the first time. You are worthy of healthy relationships, even if you grew up in a toxic environment. Your boundaries matter, even when people have a hard time accepting them. You can forgive yourself, even when facing your pain and healing feels impossible. You deserve abundance, even when things don't go as planned. You don't have to shrink to be seen, even if that means some people will choose to overlook you. Mm, that'll preach. Your happiness matters, even in the moments of sadness. Um, I hope that any of those affirmations or even thoughts resonate with you all as you make it through another week in a global pandemic. And with that, thank y'all for listening to us, Cookout Cousins. Barbara, that was beautiful. Mm, it I was. hear you. Yeah, Minister, girl. prophet, evangelist. <laughs> extra, extra, Caledocious, what they be saying. Mm, mm, mm. Come we on. Do, uh, that was beautiful. We got and I can tell it really resonated with you. Okay. It does. Mm. Let's get the energy. Mm-hmm. Y'all, so I want to leave y'all with our social media handles. If you need some more, welcome to the cookout throughout your week. If you want to see a little bit more of us, I'm going to tell you how to follow us. So on Twitter, our handle is welcome to the cookout, completely spelled out. So T-O, welcome to the cookout. That's how you can follow us. I just lied. That's not true. Our Twitter, our Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, we ran into so many issues trying to make these handles. The handles. People be having cookouts and stuff, and they want to welcome people, and we ran into issues. Okay, okay. scratch that. This is a real one. Okay, okay. ready? <laughs> I'm just playing it. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter handle is at welcome to the number two cookout. That's our Twitter handle. Our Instagram handle is at welcome to the number two the cookout. So add the on, on Instagram, okay? Follow us. If you want to send us a little bit of mail, you can email us at welcome to the cookout. Everything is completely spelled out at gmail.com. You can submit submissions if you want us to talk about things to that email, but you probably will get a better response on Instagram. I know everybody's not Instagram people, so I'm trying to be welcoming and open, but you should make an Instagram you should have Instagram, but also that's probably the place that you're going to get the most response from us. Okay. So if you need a little more, welcome to the cookout throughout your week, have no fear, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, or email us. And we would do our due diligence to make sure we shout you out on the episode or at least respond via one of those platforms. Is that all we have today, friends? That's all we have today, friends. I can't. All right, y'all. It's been real. Later. Bye. Bye. See you later.